Greetings, friends, and welcome to the Gospel Underground Podcast. This is episode 49, Wisdom is Earned. We are broadcasting live. Well, live for us from the Power of Change Worldwide headquarters here in Blacksburg, Virginia, where Jesse rolled in with some fly-looking new shoes, but he tells me they're not new. Tell me about your, uh, your re- you got yeah. soul. That's why it takes yeah. to, yeah, what's up? Yeah, it's good to be here in the uh, in beautiful Blacksburg. Yeah. Real nice out. Yeah. Well, I knew that we were going to talk about my outfit because <laughs> that's what we do here when we, when we catch up. Uh, so I wore my, my newly resold boots. Yeah, just got the. These are the ones I've been wearing these for years. And you actually went to a cobbler. I went to you know? a cobbler. Yeah, so everybody needs to know a cobbler. And uh, I I want to recommend this guy actually. So Let's if you him. if you are anywhere in Southwest Virginia, in Virginia even, this guy's worth uh, worth bringing your resolable. So you know, there's only certain shoes that can really be resold. Pretty high level shoe game. Yeah, getting yeah. resold. Yeah, you got to have the Goodyear welt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this and, guy uh, actually resold a pair of my shoes that my wife took in. I have a friend named Carlos Coto, who is a professional tailor in okay. uh, in North Jersey. I don't have a tailor. And he gave me these shoes. I had no idea they were nice until a guy at the airport was buffing them and telling me about these shoes. And they're really nice. I didn't know anything about them. And the soles went out. My wife found this same guy. Yeah. So he's called the Shoe Doctor. Shoe Doctor out of Roanoke. I don't know his name. And he gives you a price hey, you at the what? end that's shocking. Right? Yeah, so I was shocked. These have these, uh, these, have these um, Vibram Christie soles and wedges, and, and I thought it would be 100 150 bucks to resole. Something high level just happened. Some <laughs> soles of some Vibram. Like, and, uh, what is that? Black Panther metal he, listen, vibranium okay. soles? <laughs> what do you got going on here? He, $45. $45. Bucks, and man. He, man, he made these shoes look nice, too. Yeah, they, they look, look new. They, they look new. These boots. Um, yeah, so I highly recommend it. Well, we're shoe recommending doctor, yeah. shoe doctors. My wife was shocked too he, how little he charged. It was yeah. very, very. Not only that, this place was like a barber shop. I walked in there at like eight thirty in the morning, and there were three guys talking about the NBA playoffs and seats. They weren't getting shoes; re- they were just hanging out. Wow, it was pretty cool. Yeah, talking about Kawhi. Who you got, who you got in the finals, man? Are you like the whole uh, country that's rooting for Toronto? Uh, no. Steph Curry, yeah, come on, dog. I'm Steph yeah. Curry too, man. Yeah. We're we're Splash the Brothers do- here yeah. on the underground. We're we're out here for the Golden State domination. I'd like uh, to destiny. see Toronto put up enough of a fight to make it interesting, though. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I don't think there's any stop in the Splash Bros. Well, Jesse, we have a special day here on the underground because we have a debut Woo! of our new reviewist song. Let's roll it. It's not a review. We're not that into it. So sit right back. It's time for review-ish. We talk books and tech and movies and things, but don't care enough to write anything. It's not a review. We're not that into it, so sit right down. It's time for review-ish. <laughs> I love this. I like it. Well, this is our review song by our friend michael bond who's a professional jazz musician he does some shows in manhattan you know what i'm saying thank you michael bond and he is introducing our reviewer segment from here on out that is good good work there by my brother i'll put his link in the show notes if you're looking for a piano guy man he might be your guy well, today's reviewish. I have a book reviewish for us. It won't take long, but it's a, a book by a guy named John C. Lennox. John Lennox is professor emeritus, I believe, at Oxford University in mathematics. So that means he is smarter than all of us, most likely everyone listening to this podcast, but maybe not. Maybe you're out there and you got a little more math game than John Lennox. 
But Dr. Linus is kind of retired now, Professor Emeritus, and he's kind of very involved with the Oxford Center for Christian Apologetics with Ravi Zacharias International Ministries. And so he's he's written this book, which I guess he, he wrote one called God's Undertaker a while ago that was kind of nerdy McNerdy. Um, and this is his effort for more of a popular audience, a small book from the Good Book Company. Um, and I tell you what, Jesse, this little book is fantastic. One, I have my undergraduate stuff was in kind of the hard sciences, so physics, comply, applied computer science, and math. This is not, uh, you could give this to your science professor friends, but at the same time, you could give it to your mom. It's, or me. Or, or you. <laughs> or me. <laughs> you could handle it. Man. I promise you, you could handle it. But it's, it's that uh, well-balanced, which I think, um, I good. was reading this book thinking, wow, I couldn't write this book because he's, he's way smarter than me, and I couldn't make these complex things so simple. Hmm. And I think a lot of good writing uh, engages high-level things but makes it accessible to all. And so highly recommend this. Book review-ish. We'll put it in the show notes. John C. Linux can science explain everything. The good book look, company look has another Let me see that. Yeah, there you go. Just let me just say, hold as, that up for yeah. the camera there, Jesse, for our <laughs> TV feed. <laughs> the, you know, it's got a great design and feel to it too. Yeah. So if you're into that, if you like to, you know, I like to look at my books on the bookshelf yeah. and think one day I'm going to read that. Maybe you know, there's another it one. Let, look me, real let me nice. go grab this other one too that just came out. I, I saw that something about the brain. Are you? Yeah, this is a book uh, by Sharon uh, Dirk. It's D I R C K X. Um, I, I have not read this, so I can't book review-ish, but it's got the same kind of jacket cover, except yeah, for looks not nice. light blue. It's got like light salmon colored, or am I just my brain? She's got a PhD in neuroimaging, um, okay. so she's okay. also smarter than us, and this looks like a great book. Same thing, accessible. You are not just your brain. Yeah, uh, She's going to refute the mind-brain identity functionalism kind of theory, I would guess, in that, but... Jesse, our main topic today, um, and this, by the way, guys out there, if you're on your commute and you got a long commute, this will be done by the time you get there. Um, our main topic is called Wisdom is Earned, and this is flowing out of um, our last two episodes, actually. 47 yeah. was Generations, Old to Young, Young to Old. I actually, uh, actually did some hip-hop nonsense on that episode. Um, and then last week we talked about consumer fragmentation, curated selves, really through technology and how technology kind of shapes uh, the way we see ourselves in our lives. And you had a couple of thoughts, right? That That's right. You yeah. kind of brought up about uh, young and old related to technology, maybe weaving these two topics together a little bit. Yeah, that's right. I think that was the first time that I've called you on my commute home. Yeah, inspired. still still going from the yeah. That's right. I, I was. Uh, we had that conversation about how technology reverses our assumptions about wisdom. Yeah, because because um, because grandma and grandpa can't figure out how to use their phone or the remote, and so we therefore think we have now we, the repository of wisdom is That's with right. the youth because we know how to use technology. You can't program that VCR. What's going <laughs> This remote won't work. Yeah. Yeah. So that we assume like these ideas of immediacy, right? Newer yeah. is truer that because technology is kind of hip and maybe a little obscure to some that because we know how to work the things. Yeah. I was, I was yeah. thinking about how, how, uh, te- Technology has contributed to the bufferedness of of yeah. the individual self, but also that that we've we've kind of quarantined off old people yeah. and said, well, they, they're 
they're they don't understand how to use technology so therefore um they're irrelevant that's right well we yeah one of the things that could lead to that it has to do with a lot of our technology is actually communication technology so like you used to have conversations down at the barbershop or at the shoe cobbler or the general store um then you you know the front porch you've been invent yeah. the telephone well first the telegraph you invent ways to throw signals that have information so each generation has had these shiftings of communication technology and now that affects people because if you don't use a certain medium wow there's teenagers always on that phone um it really affects who we're talking to. Yeah. Right. I think you're probably not snap them chatting grandma. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> you're just not right. But, but you might be, but you might be Snapchat chatting, uh, for your audience, how silly grandma looks trying to operate. Hey, there Snapchat. you go. There you go. Yeah. There was this video, uh, that, um, I think my, our, my kids, grandparents, my, my mother and father-in-law were showing us about a, an old Italian lady trying to use uh, the Google home device where you have to use <laughs> keywords to get it to talk, it, it, you know, give you the forecast. They're trying to get grandma, this Italian grandma to give the forecast and she's going, okay, Google, Google. <laughs> she kept saying, Google, tell me the forecast. <laughs> it's so funny, man. Uh, so, you know, just YouTube, Italian grandmother. The and, YouTube. Uh, as the Italian grandmother probably calls it. Yeah. Do the YouTube. Goo goo. So there is something called ageism in our world today. And this uh, can deal with employment discrimination, bias, healthcare, caricatures of old folks, uh, people feeling invisible, right, when they get older. And I think some of the realities of our current culture with aging is that the young can tend to overlook the old because everything is about the now. And so this is a real contrast um, with the wisdom we find, uh, in, in the scriptures, for instance, in the, you know, say the old Testament law, you shall stand up. This is Leviticus. If you haven't read Leviticus lately, Leviticus 1932, you shall stand up before the gray head, the old head, right? And honor the face of an old man and you shall fear your God. I am the Lord. So God, uh, giving a command that we should honor the elderly Proverbs 1631 gray hair is a crown of glory. It is a gain. It is gained in a righteous life. And Proverbs twenty twenty nine: the glory of young men is their strength, but the splendor, Jesse. And this is the where we're headed, man. We're heading to old people. I'm I'm an old. I'm on about a decade ahead of you, but uh, the splendor. I got plenty, plenty gray hair, this, though. You, you do, and it looks fly. The splendor of old men is their gray hair. So here we're seeing this idea that there's honor in aging and being older. And there's a splendor to it, and I think it has a lot to do uh, with wisdom. And many times, um, I know that my my father-in-law has shared with me, now he's in his 70s, how he has a great passion to serve the elderly. He does. He's very involved in that in his retirement years, Mm. both with Habitat for Humanity, building houses for younger families, but also visiting uh, and speaking into and checking in on the elderly uh, as a kind of way of honoring people. And he's found, and I certainly have found this listening to him, as you hang around, right, those folks, you realize where wisdom actually exists, it's actually earned uh, through life. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this idea of ageism, um, so you're talking about, like, you're doing review-ish on John Lennox books, and I'm going to bring in my uh, 
my cultural my pop cultural reference here of <laughs> the office right <laughs> i think there's a i think there's an episode on ageism <laughs> on you watch ageism. office I, i've only watched office clips oh, okay and okay. i heard i heard netflix is gonna lose the yeah office yeah people are gonna crazy. go nuts yeah, um but uh there's there is an episode on where ageism, on ageism. <laughs> i'm gonna go watch it tonight. yeah yeah it's uh where where ryan is he goes from the temp to being the uh i don't know who he is some someone in the executive office the one thing I do remember is Creed uh, dyes his hair jet black with inkjet <laughs> printer, <laughs> <Inkjet toner. laughs> and uh, and and because uh, but you know he 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 doesn't heed this counsel that our uh, the wisdom is in you know the glory is in the in the gray hair and and wisdom is earned. Yeah, yeah. The, even even in the New Testament, right? This is in uh, the Epistle of First Peter. Likewise, you who are younger. Be subject to the elders. Clothe, clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility towards one another, for God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. And I think as, uh, if we could give advice to the younger people, we're kind of middle-aged guys, aren't we, Jesse? We're yeah, yeah, we're middle-aged. Um, we can own that. Those younger, um, I think there's something in our youth, and certainly existed in my youth, where there's an arrogance or a lack of humility in relating to you know those, oh, what do they know? They're old. And then certainly, I think older people lose patience with that or, yeah. or either just check out on younger people. And I think that's a real, real loss to uh, the world, certainly a loss to the kingdom. I think, and I think the church has an opportunity to be countercultural here, even in the, the idea that, uh, you know, one of the biblical words for pastoral leadership would be elder, one yeah. of our translations. Yeah. And, and, it, and it preserves the idea that uh, this is a position that is both both worthy of respect, but also uh, where you want you want to make sure this person is wise. They know right. how to manage their household. Right. I, I once did a church planner assessment where a guy said he had his you know kind of proto elder board that he was going to train these guys to be eldership. And I asked him how old they were. He said nineteen, twenty, <laughs> twenty three. <laughs> it's something. Else. And I remember saying, "Hey, man, look. It doesn't mean you got to be ancient to be an elder. Right. But it does have something to do." with some experience of years, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, then, you know, a couple things for us um, as we look at how we might respond to this, some thoughts for the road, so to speak. Um, we need to remember that technological prowess does not make us wise, right? It, it has the potential even to make us foolish if we think that. It seems like just taking an hour on, on Twitter or Facebook <laughs> would just make that self- <laughs> Yeah, uh, self-obvious. I, I, I don't but. know if you've ever experienced this, but sometimes I'll see something so outrageous on social media that I start reading down the, the threads responding to it, and just, it's just like a, a magnet of foolishness yeah. that I can't get out of, and I start wanting to yell at everybody. And I, I repeat a mantra uh, when, I get on, when I get on those arguing social media sites of... Don't read the comments. Yeah. Don't read the comments. <laughs> it's like it's like our episode, uh, Chaos of Internet Culture with yeah. uh, Jonathan Colton's song, Don't Read the Comments, Don't read, uh, don't Feed the Trolls. <laughs> well, this is Psalm 49, one of the songs in the, in the Old Testament, Hebrew song in the ancient world, God's playlist. Man in his pomp will not remain. He is like the beasts that perish. This is the path of those who have foolish confidence. Yet after them, people approve their boasts. Here's a temptation when you think you know a lot of things, particularly when you're young, to kind of boast in yourself. And the Bible would say that's foolish confidence. Even if you have a, 
a group of 10,000 Twitter followers chirping in along the way. So we got to be careful. Technology is wonderful. I'm glad I don't have to send a smoke signal to somebody and I can text them. I can hit them on their, their phone. I'm glad for these things that have enabled us to you know, literally, if you can think about it in our lifetime, communicating to people across That's the right. world. Yeah. So, I, had, I, I was talking to a guy in South Africa. Shout yeah. out to Sam there this morning. Go. Yeah. This it, morning. Yep. You could probably even see his face if yep. you wanted to, right? That's amazing. But there's no wisdom in that. Wisdom is seeing how life ought to be lived. Wisdom in light of who God is, who we are, all of life in light of who God is, and knowing how we should flow. And that that comes from experience. It comes from teaching. It comes from listening uh, to the words of the wise. It comes from examples. It comes from mistakes, failures, and wisdom is earned. Now, this is a wonderful thing that we do have an opportunity if you want to commit yourself to multi-generational relationships is that we can listen to those who speak a different language. Who maybe did grow up, you know, on the front porch of a of a of general store or on the block in the neighborhood on the, you know, the brownstone step out front talking, right? Hearing auntie uh, spin out some knowledge about how we should grow up as children, for instance, for example. So time spent hearing stories of the past. One of the things I've noticed over the years, if you do hang out with some old people and you give them time, even the ones that don't like to talk will start to tell stories. And those moments for our family, one of the things my wife does extremely well, Jesse, is that she uh, made sure before her grandparents passed away um, that she got on a porch with them and asked them questions in front of our children. And one of them, we even recorded uh, her Papa Underwood. <laughs> we just recorded him talking about the war just so we could hear stories. And our kids, man, I'm convinced our oldest, Kayla, who's just a tender hearted person anyway, uh, loves family more because of these moments. And I would never have done that, right? Yeah. And just uh, listen to someone tell stories. And it's funny. Uh, he was telling stories one time about shooting squirrels in East Tennessee and then, like, stealing rabbits out of his mom, her, chickens and rabbits out of his mom's pen and blaming it on a fox when he was a little kid. <laughs> so funny. But we learned so much just yeah. listening to the stories of older people. Now, uh, ageism, I don't know if we fixed that from... Uh, putting a printer toner in our hair (laughs) and showing up to work. But there's an article I'll post from the New York Times just from April of this year, not just about a month ago, uh, that was about ageism. And and there was some research being done. I believe this research group was out of Cornell University. And one of the things they noticed that ageism is easier to overcome. So if they say young people had certain perspectives on the elderly, uh, they they did some very simple things that seemed to turn the tide, so to speak, which is kind of encouraging. So they did some things like where psychology students who were undergrads had to email back and forth over six weeks with an old person. Uh, a gardening project, fourth graders uh, to a, a Tennessee senior center twi- weekly for a month. Um, another thing in Australia, they had discussions, games and stuff with younger and older people. And almost universally, this is encouraging, uh, Every person showed significantly less ageism or kind of bad attitudes towards the elderly after doing these simple things. And so the the head researcher on that named Dr. Pillimer said this. uh, I believe he was from the University of Toronto. The message is loud and clear. Ageist attitudes don't seem as baked in as we think. Mm. They may be relatively malleable. Now, Mm. what's that mean for us? Let's hang out with some old people, right? Yeah, and it it does seem like we need to be a little bit more... uh, I want to be more aware of my attitudes towards older people 
in, in particular, the way that technology shapes them. That's right. Um, you know, I tend to um, roll my eyes a bit more than I think I ought to. Right. Um, you know, and, and so so I want to be more aware of that personally. I'm not going to get too specific, but we were hanging out in here in the shed quarters prior to Don't recording be too today. Specific. I will not be too specific. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. But Jesse talked about a specific decision they made to accommodate someone in, you know, potential leadership. Uh, with a technological decision, yeah. which wasn't like, hey, this isn't right or wrong. This is like, how can we all be together and talk to each other well? And sometimes that means you don't use technology X, Y, yeah. Z in order to hear the voice of someone else. And I think that's super, super important. So here's a couple more things from the Proverbs, the Hebrew Proverbs, of why it's important for us not to write off uh, those older folks, right, that are down these life roads a little ahead of us. This is Proverbs ten fourteen. The wise lay up knowledge, but the mouth of the fool brings ruin. You want to get wise, don't listen to the chattering young guy. Hear that wise mm. old sister or brother on the front porch. Uh, or Proverbs twelve fifteen, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. And I don't know about you, Jesse, but I find the best advice comes from people who actually know what they're talking about. Would you agree with that? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, when I go, when I when I need advice, uh, I turn to people who are older than me. Yeah, in yeah. general, and 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 it's not just it's not as though age automatically gives you wisdom, uh, but wisdom is earned and it takes time. That's right. It's a crazy story in the Old Testament about you know this succession of kings that led to a split in the ancient uh, ancient Israel, uh, where you know Jeroboam and Rehoboam and or, you know are fighting for power. And it's quite literally, I believe it's Rehoboam, who listens to the, the young guys yeah. after getting good advice from the old guys, yeah. right? The old head said this. He's like, nah, player, we're going to go talk to these young cats. T- tell them that oh, uh, your, your little finger is bigger than his waist or <laughs> yeah. Some, something. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you think, you think my dad was hard. We're about to beat you yep. down. Yeah. Yep. And what happened? They listened to the fools, and it went really bad. Finally, Proverbs thirteen twenty: whoever walks with the wise become wise but the companion of fools will suffer harm find you some wise people friends and walk with them and potentially and most likely they will be older than you and help them with technology and help them program (laughs) that vcr (laughs) that betamax (laughs) or how to get them on the gram the gospel underground is not on the Instagram, but we're a joint production of Power of Change and the Bonhoeffer House. Review us on iTunes. Get a young person to teach you how to do that. I'll help you out. I'm a middle-aged person. Hit me an email at info at gospelunderground.org, and I'll tell you how to say we're great on the iTunes podcast store. Send your comments, feedback, and questions to that we might take up your underground ground to info at gospelunderground.org. We are dialogue taking place in the borderlands between the church and culture, young and old. We hope you see you out there. Peace.